Disclaimer, we do not own or claim ownership of the Pokemon franchise and any Pokemon established in official canon. That's all owned by Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. This is just a podcast made by four friends who love Pokemon. It's our love letter to a franchise most of us grew up with. So please go support the official release. Yep, it's the pause menu section in the beginning of the episode instead of the middle. It's weird, I know. So here's the story. I was trying to make slightly longer episodes starting with this one. But, unfortunately, some of the recordings for the session after our Route 1 misadventures got messed up. We're trying to repair it right now, but as a result, this episode ended up being shorter than most, and didn't really have any good spots to squeeze the pause menu section into without ruining the flow. Now, hopefully in two weeks, around April 16th, everything should be back in order and we'll have normal length episodes or longer ready for you all. Can't guarantee it, but, knock on wood, things will get back on track. And while I'm apologizing for stuff, uh, pardon my allergies. There's pollen in the air and it's making me congested as all get out. Of course, it's not too different than how congested I usually sound anyway. Anywho, in the meantime, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Hope you're enjoying the name drops and the bonus tidbits in between episodes. And special thanks to our $10 and up Ultra Baller tier patron. We only have one right now and they've changed their name once again, this time to... Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bellini. If you're able, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. If that's not feasible for you right now, uh, retweeting and sharing the show helps a lot. Uh, you can use the hashtag PKMNLegacy, all one word, helps get the show out there. Hi everybody, I recently put out a cover of Believer by Imagine Dragons. Um, it's with Silverhound, and it came out really well. Um, Jojo Sotopop did the character art, and Kimmy Cat did the backgrounds, and the video was done by Kao, and it came out really cool, so if you get the chance, please check it out. Thank you. She said recently, but it actually comes out this Friday on April 3rd. I'm recording this before it comes out, but you may be listening to this after it's been released, so if it's released, link in the description below. And at this point, normally I'd say unpause to get back to the episode, but since it hasn't started yet, I'll just say... <clears throat> Previously on PKMN Legacy. Can you tell us me forbid to say you're my friends, and then I won't be deported? You are all on the same team. You travel as a team, take on the Pokemon League as a team. I feel like we should go to Brayburg Town then. A small wooden sign reads, Route 1, Newberry Way. Maddie, you're the first to come across the ruined remains of a campsite, messy and abandoned. Slinkit, the sly Pokemon! Slinkit slips out of reach and hightails it out of there. No! You find a barely legible map covered in dirt and honey. She thinks she reads Sweet Spot. I'm just gonna assume that's where they got this honey. We should go there. Beedrills! Honey comes from Beedrills. So what are you guys gonna do? I want to go to the sweet spot. Oh my god! (laughs) About 30 more minutes pass, and you start to approach the marked out sweet spot on the map, and the sound of buzzing meets you halfway. You reach this steep, elevated hillside about 15 feet high. At the top of a hill, you see a tree, 
and as well as four Combi buzzing aggressively around the now trapped Slinket. Hey, it's that little boy again. Oh, it's that's the same one as before. They haven't seen you three yet. I love how you assumed it was Beedrill. I don't even have to do anything. I just have to mark an X on a map and s- pour some honey everywhere, and and you do all the work for me. He's a paranoid boy. See, we Gucci. <laughs> Extremely paranoid. We Gucci. <laughs> so yeah, this slinket looks trapped in a tree, and those combi look pretty angry at it. I wonder what he did. The better question's what he didn't do. So what are you guys gonna do? Good question. Uh, what about that blaster? Uh. Oh, you want to smoke the bees? Can we smoke the bees? Velma, what do you want to do? Do you want to smoke the bees? Can, can I smoke the bees? I don't know. Can you uh, smoke the bees? Oh, I can gust the bees. Oh, gust the bees. All right. Gust okay. the bees. Gust the bees. Okay. Then let's uh, gust the bees. All right, <laughs> <laughs> minion. Gust them. Go ahead and roll for special attack on any one combi. And it's super effective. <laughs> one right up, closest one. The one closest to you or closest to the slinket or what? Closest to us. What the hell? What? Okay, uh, so that's what? a negative two for the attacking roll and a zero for the defending roll. What is with you today, Chi Chi? What the actual fuck? <laughs> Sorry. What the actual Heck. No, no. Give it all. I want your anger. I can use every ounce of I my just, time. I'm sorry. The, 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 the thing that's getting me is that it's a negative two, but their defense is a zero. So like what? Did they just feel like this light gust of breeze? And they're like, oh, that's nice. That feels good. <laughs> Do they even notice us? As it feels a gentle breeze on its back, it turns around, sees you, and they look pretty angry too. Let's roll for initiative officially. Oh, snap. Here we go again. I'm going to use Pyrim for this one, I think. Okay. Using Ginger. Using Minion. And you send all your Pokemon out respectively. <laughs> minion got a five. Ginger got a four. Combi got a three. Pyrim got a negative one. <laughs> so, go again, Minion. Go again. Minion uses a poison stain. On the same one as before? This time on the one on the right of it. Go ahead and roll neutral damage. That's a one for your attacking roll and a three for the combi's defending roll. Jeez. They're just wrecking us. Those are some strong combis. They're really not. Minion slid out a flurry of needles at the combi, and the combi just kind of like very lethargically ducks to the side. And they pass by, hit the trees. Next in the order is Ginger. Uh, Ginger used Fire Fang, but, uh... Don't hurt them too badly? He doesn't really want to do it because he's like, technically speaking, we're disturbing their home. Disturbing ecosystems. Now you're a real Pokemon trainer. (laughs) (sighs) Roll for physical attack. Super effective. And which one are you targeting? Uh, gonna target the one that's closest to us. The one in the front. Okay. That's a sick shift hit. Ginger charges forth. Fangs steaming with fire and takes a, a nasty bite, like a filthy bite, mm. like a very dirty oh. bite <laughs> that completely one-hit KOs this combo. Oh. Oh. Way to hold back, champ. He just reluctantly pets his, his hound, and he's like, you did good, girl. 
a little too good, but I'm still proud of you. Yeah, the combi don't agree. In fact, their buzzing becomes louder and angrier, like it's calling out. And the response is immediate. Don't, you don't just hear it, you feel the buzzing all around you as several more combi swarm into the area and one by one link up with each other, like fitting each and every groove they can until you are face to face with a wall of combi. Oh! Can we, um, can I pull out my Pokédex and get some info on these boys? Okay. Combi, the tiny bee Pokémon. Each trio is formed together at birth, with the females having a red dot on their forehead. At night, they interlock together to form a giant wall or hive. They are very protective of their honey, but are harmless unless found in large numbers. Well, that didn't help. Anyway, hey, it's their turn. And I think they're going to target, uh, yeah, they're going to target you, Ginger. They, you see their wings vibrate and let out this buzz of energy. If they're going to do a solar beam, I am scared. No, it's bug buzz. And it's super effective against dark types like Ginger. Oof. The Wallby got an eight shift hit. Anya. Oof, Wallby. The wall of Combi vibrates intensely like the buggiest subwoofer you've ever seen. The sonic blast they fire at you actually visibly disturbs the air around it and knocks Ginger back a few feet and down the hill a bit. Baby girl. Anyway, uh, it's uh, Pyrimp's turn. Um, I'm gonna use the blaze. That is an ability. I'm gonna use ember. That is a move. Great. So go ahead and roll and it is super effective. Okay, not so bad. Okay, so I got, Pyrimp got a three for her attacking roll. All right, and Wall B got a one. I am calling it Wall B. Wall B. Wall B. <laughs> the Pyrimp spits a shot of hot embers right into her hands, and you see her rubbing them together until the sparks grow into a big ball of flames. Then she hops into the air and pegs the Wall B with it. It scorches one of their faces, but the combined fluttering of their wings put it out. And I think in this encounter, the Slinkit would try and help out here. So uh, it reaches down from the tree and takes a swipe at the Wallby. And with a three shift hit, one of the Combi breaks from formation and flies off to tend to its wounds. Oh, dang. Next in the order, top of the order is Minion. I hope it works this time. Velma takes a deep breath, tries to not let her previous failures get to her, and says, Minion, use Gust. Roll for special attack. And no modifiers, right? No modifiers, and super effective. Uh, uh, I'm trying to understand the math here, but it is legitimately irrational. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 it's uh, it's okay. That's still a two shift hit. Even if Minion got a negative one, Walby got a negative three for the defending. Woo! Yay! Okay, so Minion lets out a very weak gust, but they were kind of distracted by the Slinkit, so they turn around, hey, wait, what? And <laughs> they get hit for two points of damage. Living for this. <sighs> Next up is Ginger. Chris is, he's, he's not showing any real, like, panic for the state that Ginger's in. Instead, he just reaches into his bag, pulls out an orange berry, and gives it to Ginger. You toss it to Ginger, and she fetches it out of the air like a blue ball. 
and eats it up. Yes. Yum, 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 yum. Delicious. You recover about two points of health. And that is your action. That's completely fine. All right, so next up is Combi's turn. They see that, ooh, you're trying to hit with a gust. Well, let's see how you like the gust. Oh. Oh, ooh, Jane. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Chichi, I'm so sorry. Okay, so the big ol' Walby got a nine for the attacking roll. It rolled all the fate dice, and all of them were positive rolls. That's, uh... And yeah, you got negative one for your defending. (laughs) So, with all of their wings flapping at once, it's like one of those wind tunnels, and Dustox is completely and utterly buffeted. It is hanging on by a thread. Are you okay? Do you need a hug? I'm okay. (laughs) I'm okay. Well, next in the order is Pyrim. All right, uh, we're just going to go for a trusty old ember again. Okay. Roll for a special attack. Oh, special attack. I rolled for regular attack last time. Hope that didn't change much. It kind of does a lot. Dang it. Well, we're rolling for special this time. Super effective, you said, right? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Delicious. Nutritious. A seven shift hit. Oh, yeah, I got a five. Then they got negative two. So Pyrump again spits some ember into her hands. And the fireball it makes this time is so much bigger than before, and it takes both of her hands to throw it smack dab into the wall beat. The force of the blow knocks a few combi out of formation and they scatter, but those that remain, burn. They got burnt. Oh. They got burnt. Oh, dang. Woohoo! All right, next in the order is Slinkit, who takes another swipe from a safe distance at the combi and does a little gentle eh. It takes one point of damage. Dang it. <laughs> Top of the order, minion. All right, so Velma feeling very, very distraught. Quick question, can we use potions in place of our turns? Yes. She reaches into her bag frantically and shakily pulls out a potion and uses it on Velma. Okay, you spray it on yourself. That doesn't leave dust tox much room for healing, that, does that's it? Not, I mean, raises on dust. I'm not having a good night. I meant... <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. You restore five points of health for dust tox. <laughs> you mean <laughs> Okay, so, Ginger. Chris just looks at Ginger, looks at the wall bee, and is like, I want you to bite it as hard as you can with a fire fang. Getting some deja vu here then. Okay. That is a seven from Ginger and a defending roll of zero from the wall bee. Ooh. Hey, try. What's good? Don't you paint me a word picture and wreck this combi's career? I want Chris to just be staring very blankly at the wallby. Ginger jumps, bites down on one of the queen combies, and is biting so hard that it, the flames are slowly kind of like a stove. Like it, the heat will progressively spread everywhere. It's kind of like that. I want the heat to spread to the other combies. Crap, are you Phantom in the Opera, this combi? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted, to re- I wanted to remember this day. I wanted to burn. Oh, trust me. With me, they'll remember. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so like you said, Ginger leaps forth. She takes a nasty crunch, a filthy crunch, a dirt. Okay, that joke's on. <laughs> Once she bites down on the female combi in the center with the red dot on the forehead... No matter how much all the rest of the combi vibrate and toss and turn and try to pull away, Ginger does not let go. And then suddenly smoke starts to pour from the wound, strong with a hint of sulfur. 
and the skin starts to bubble and the fire spreads. The entire wall of bees, especially the queen bee, they start to buzz in terror and pain, and they all quickly break form and escape. Ooh. Oof. Ginger tosses aside the queen comb bee, and her unconscious and misshapen form is whisked away by some male drones. Safe to say, she is not going to forget that. Because when you back a houndoom into a corner, the burns they leave you with never fades. Well, that's a dark victory. Slinkit, looking around, seeing that the coast is clear, crawls out of the tree and limps towards you all and hands you the bottle of honey that it took. Aww. Aww. And also the rest of your berries that you didn't even notice that it stole from you. Wait, what? Gasp. Pickpocket's a bitch, huh? <laughs> he just returns Ginger to her, to her Pokeball. He's like, she looks over to Maddie. Look, you're the one that wanted the honey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be over here on a stump somewhere. I'm gonna rest my back. Falmob returns dust stocks to their Pokeball. So, are you happy now? Very. And she just like gives him a big hug because she's so excited and she's like, I have to go get my honey. Maddie clambers over the steep hillside, stumbling a bit every now and then. (laughs) But eventually she gets up to the tree with Pyrant popping behind her and she sticks that spout in the tree and it pours for a bit. And then a little bit more. Almost there. (laughs) Slowly dripping. And while that's going on in the background, the Slinket looks around at these three humans. Tall man too scary. Honey lady too crazy. Bug lady not scary or crazy. So it waddles on over to you, Velma, and looks up at you. Up Uh, hi. Uh, well, thanks for giving my, uh, friend back her thing and the berries and all that. Uh, and she looks down at the slinket. You know, maybe this journey wasn't such a bad idea after all. Aww. Get it! Velma, you notice that the slinket has yet to scurry away from you. It just keeps looking up at you, tilting its head a bit quizzically. Now, you're no social butterfly, but you do think this slinket wants to join your party. Uh. What do you do? Do I have any Pokeballs? You do not. But Maddie has all the balls. <laughs> I have all the balls and all the nuts. <laughs> you don't have to put that in the final cut. You know what? You don't have to put that in the final cut. I'm insulted that you think I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do I still have any of that money from the bag? You do. Okay, I'll give her a Pokeball then because I'll get another one later. Uh, listen, uh, do you have any- Maddie just cuts her off and pulls out a Pokeball from her bag and says- here, for your new friend. Oh, jeez. I'm really gonna owe you a lot after today. That's what friends are for. Velma gets a small blush across her face and turns back to the slinkin and just... Oh, so, uh, I, uh, I, I guess this is the part where I, uh, you come with me then, huh? And then she clicks it open and catches Slinkin inside. Slinket is engulfed in a red light as it is absorbed by the capsule. Shakes once, shakes twice, shakes a third time, and clicks. Woo! 
You now have a friendly slinket that you can nickname if you so choose. Hold on. Sly Cooper. You shut your mouth. <laughs> we can leave that till the next session. Okay. Velma just stares at the Pokeball in her hands, absorbing everything that happened. And she kind of holds it close to her for a second. And snaps back and realizes what she's doing and just puts it back in her pocket. Chris was looking the entire time and he's got like the really big dad puppy eyes. He's like, oh, you made a friend. That's so cute. Come on, it's not like that. It's, it's, it's always hit. I just heard this is what you're supposed to do. It's not like I like it or anything. I mean, Baca. you're growing up to be a great trainer. Aww. Shut up, both of you. Let's get out of here. Come on. The three of you make your way out of the forest and finally reach the end of the route and approaching the brick walls of Brayburg Town. 